Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest today on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most, the podcast mogul himself, Phil Better. And today, I am happy to have two entrepreneurs that are changing the world for startups, helping them figure out how to find investors with heyeveryone.io. I got Nikita and Tina Blank. How are you guys doing? Did I pronounce the last name right? Because it, it's French. Look, it's Blanc. Blanc? Blanc. I yeah. thought so. I thought so. I was like, how French am I going to go with this? Because I'm in Montreal. So Blanc is... Uh, no, really... You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. So... Uh, the first voice you heard was Nikita, and then we have Tina over here. Tina, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Very excited to be here. Awesome. So we're going to start off. I have a nice little intro that I have for you guys. I'm going to read it later. But mm -hmm. if you guys can just introduce yourselves so my audience can just get to know you guys quickly. Like an elevator pitch about who you guys are. We can start with whoever wants to jump in first. I can go first. Okay. If you don't mind. Okay. Sure. Uh, we're entrepreneurs. Uh, we started four businesses, two of which we exited. Um, our previous startup, like all the businesses we started, we started together. Um, our previous startup uh, was called Challenge App. It was um, number four most popular social app in the United States back in 2020. Um, and together with Tina, we run a podcast show for entrepreneurs, uh, which is called The Fuck Ups. The idea <laughs> behind the show is to... Uh, kind of like success is everywhere, right? On LinkedIn, Facebook, like if you're trying to start uh, to launch a business, you just read all those success stories and you instantly want to replicate them. But the problem is that you can't replicate success twice. So we thought, hey, maybe like we can talk about failures instead, because that's how you learn about not making the same mistakes from other entrepreneurs. So, um, yeah, we're also uh, alumni of the top one accelerator in Asia, which is called Orbit Startups, run by Hasso nice. SV with over a billion dollars in assets. Yeah. So uh, that's a short blurb, blurb about us. <laughs> that's insane. So my question is, how did you decide to jump in? Like, what was your why to jump into the world of entrepreneurship? Because we were speaking just a little bit before, and your, your tip is a very, I, I love your tip, because it's going counter everybody else's. But why did you guys decide to jump into the world of entrepreneurship? As for me, I always think about this question. And I decided that uh, I'm an entrepreneur with our first startup called Challenge App. And it was uh, 2014, and uh, I just uh, after the university law faculty, and Nikita told me, uh, "Why will you go to this uh, job? It's uh, uh, maybe it's not the aim for us. Maybe we will try something different." And uh, I just think, hmm, because uh, I. Uh, thought about my parents they told me go to this job it's a really cool government job you will you will have like a minister with your brains it will be cool it will be a great salary you will do it and uh, uh, I just uh, took part in it and I have different interpretation and uh, I have different uh, practice in these departments and then I decided that 
maybe I will try something else. And we just tried to, to make it without any mentors, without any uh, help. Uh, we just make our, our own story with uh, our project. And it was really hard. After all these uh, years uh, that we uh, made our project, uh, I decided that, yeah, it was really, really harsh time uh, in, our, in, our, in our time, in our TFA, and we will talk about, uh, I think, lately in, in your show, how, how it was. <laughs> yeah, it's for me, I would think that it's more of a personality thing because um, um, do you know what risk tolerance is? Yeah. Typically, entrepreneurs have uh, like very low risk tolerance. Should I say high? Uh, it would be more high because we we, yeah, we, we we take in that risk. We're like willing to jump into a shark infested water sometimes. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so uh, we typically like physically with our bodies, we don't feel that sort of risk. And whenever we like hang out with our friends, we're not entrepreneurs. And we ask questions like, why, why, how would you think of doing that? Because that doesn't really seem possible or it implies that you won't be able to live your life comfortably the way that we do it. Like, why would you choose that path? I mean, like that's something, something is wrong probably with your brain that your risk tolerance is off, like way off. You just, you just do whatever you feel right. So I guess that was uh, that moment for me. I love it. I love it. So when you started uh, Challenge App back in 2014 or 2014, yeah. correct? Um, when did you come up with the idea? Like, what was the point of the Challenge App? Like, right. What sparked the idea behind it? Yeah. So, uh, like, <laughs> with many of our businesses, we start we started it as like one thing and then it transformed into something bigger. Um, so we started challenge app because we thought that it would be really fun to uh, kind of have this ledger of uh, challenges around the world because you have like the Guinness book of records, mm -hmm. but you have other stuff, but you don't have like this social network where, where, would pe where people would uh, share their challenges with each other. And then it transformed into something bigger because um, if you look at TikTok, uh, uh, the uh, how, uh, like the, the algorithm, not not the algorithm, the the creators' economy of TikTok, okay, the, uh, dispersion of uh, uh, income that is that that TikTok creators are getting is not normal, so mm -hmm. it doesn't look like that. Right. It looks looks more like, well, should I put it like that? <laughs> it looks more like that. So a small percentage of people get the whole bank. Um, so in, on Challenge App, we were able to build an algorithm the way that um, the, the curve would be up close to normal. And um, so that was amazing because like we gave opportunity to very talented people make some money off of their challenges, off of their talents right away, like the first day um, from uh, from logging in. And that that was amazing. So again, we started as one thing and then it led to something or another. I feel the, the very same way about the current business that we're doing, by the way. Yes, which is heyeveryone.io, which yeah. is talking about finding angel investors or investors for their business, for businesses that need it.
So are you, you guys focused strictly on the digital side or are you also looking at startups that are in the fit, like more physical oriented places? Um, It really doesn't matter. So the uh, thesis that we have is that uh, entrepreneurs and founders have uh, uh, this very cool tool in their possession, which is called investor updates. Uh, the problem is that they're not using it right. Investor update is sort of uh, like, it, I, I'm just going to briefly walk you through Go the, right ahead. Yeah. Through the subject because investor update is something that you send to your investors. Uh, if you have investors or if, if you're looking to raise to your potential investors, that's like a, a email about your company's progress for the last month. Like, what have you been up to? Like, what was your product? What what does your product development look like? Um, what, what 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 was your revenue? What was your uh, product? Pretty much a, a report card each month for the business to the people who have yeah. invested. That's what the report. Oh, okay. Yeah. The thing is that um, entrepreneurs do not utilize it the right way, so they don't either don't send it or they don't share it with the right people or they forget uh, about like uh, sharing it consistently. So there, there are so many um, things we can talk about here. And uh, we found out that we can actually build a tool uh, that helps entrepreneurs and founders around the world, doesn't matter if the business is digital or hardware, um, to um, utilize it. And fully utilize it and uh, that way increase your chances of uh, further fundraising and not only fundraising but like doing great deals uh, hiring great people uh, attracting great partners etc I love it I love it and did you create this because you guys were having issues using that investor update thing was this like was this born because you're like look we're having problems keeping track of this because we're building so many things and there's like when you're an entrepreneur you wear when you're first starting you have like 95 hats that you have to wear before you start like you hiring the right people to take some of those hats away was this a tool that you guys created for yourselves and then we're like shit this could be good for other people and then jumped into creating (laughs) creating this new business yeah, when you know, uh, when we were doing Challenge Out, we were doing it for like several years, maybe six or or six. Was it six, 10, 10 or seven? Six yeah. or seven, because if it's 2014 to 2020, we'll say yeah. six. We'll give you seven years. We'll say seven years. Yeah, because we started cooking something, I, I think, like early 2014. We started brainstorming. Yeah, let's give it seven. So, um, while we were building this, we personally wrote like manually more than 300 updates, spanned okay. over a thousand man hours on this. Like, because that's a actually a, a, a really, you know, unpleasant job of a founder to uh, create those updates because you have to like extract data from millions of data sources where you track metrics you have to describe those metrics with text you have to build a story you have to go back to your task manager and see what you your teams were up to last month and you know that's just a hassle that you don't want to have um and we figured out like back in 2019 i do remember um i started uh, utilizing ai in my updates so I, 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 I trained uh, an existing AI algorithms on my updates that I was sending 
to create new ones. But that didn't really make sense because uh, that AI didn't have access to anything. So I would say that while building our previous company, we already had something cooking in our, in our brain uh, for our next company. So right now we're, we're, we're utilizing AI. <laughs> Right now, we're actually using it in a way it should be used. We we're we're like uh, uh, we're getting access to your task managers. Like not that we're getting, you're giving us access to your task manager yeah. that we um, process with uh, various AI algorithms to build a story for you. We do uh, a data to text uh, AI processing. So you know, it's kind of uh, it's kind of funny actually because I wasn't thinking of automating any of those things <laughs> but it just naturally came to to reality yeah and what's interesting is a lot of the entrepreneurs that i've been blessed to interview on the show they say most of their secondary businesses or the businesses that come after started with their first business like right you guys, you yeah. guys were like we need a tool to automate this so we're going to start using it and then you're like wait this is actually really useful how can we make this bigger yeah yeah, yeah exactly was it the same moment for you when you started podcasting? Um, it actually would happen for me. I've been podcasting for about six years and only 2020 did I decide, hey, I'm going to start trying to make money on this. And then you start realizing, yeah. wow, there's a lot of businesses that can come out of just podcasting because you have teaching people to podcast. You have pe teaching people how to make money on podcasting, how to grow podcasting. Then you have the editing, the cover art, you know, creating your SOPs, creating your right. funnels and all this stuff. So like business, like when you start a business, you're like, wow, there's a lot of other businesses that can be used. And yeah. then you got, then you get tools where you're like, I use automations for my tools. Like when you guys were coming through the, the system, it was like those emails were all automated. The social media posts were all automated by tools on the internet. Cause I'm like, I don't have time. Cause yeah. I get inundated with like hundreds of interviews to come on the show so if i spend like every single day just going i wouldn't have time to interview people <laughs> exactly and that's our thesis you're you you're ha you have to do what you're best at right mm -hmm. you don't have to spend time on because you get buried with all those unnecessary tasks that can be automated so uh i i do remember writing updates and uh just I did that on Fridays and I do remember have like having literally no Fridays because we did like weekly updates for some time. And that was, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you can imagine. Just the sound effect you just did. Just like, no, just, no. Just thinking back, if I ever have to go back, to, no, never again. I'm using, hey everyone, because never again. Um, And I like how you said you, you save 600 hours a year yeah. of your time. Now, I'm going to take a guess. That's probably an understatement for the amount of time that you saved just by creating this thing, just from having to figure out how to do weekly updates. So that's yeah, well, is that like an average you're saying? You have to be uh, a nerd, really a nerd to do weekly updates. Most of the companies, they do monthly updates. And uh, um, well, so the, the idea is that you as a founder, not only you spend your own time, but you do spend a lot of time with your employees mm -hmm. uh, because you constantly bug them like, hey, what's up with marketing? You can you, you need to give me that data. No, the data seems to be off. You need to 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 give me another data. Um, same for development, same for, I don't know, product or uh, name, you name it. 
like you constantly bug your teams uh, to give you proper data, and um, they do uh, they do do their own reports because they do like we used to have like weekly meetings. We do have them now, but like since we're we're only launching their, the alpha this month, we don't have a lot of product data to to kind of analyze. Mm-hmm. Back when we were building Challenge App, we had like weekly meetings, and all of those departments they had to come up with reports, so we would have like an instant. That one hour long conversation about where the company's headed, uh, what, what what is the status of all metrics and stuff. Yeah. So. Tina, now you went from a relatively safe job working for the government or a major corporation into building entrepreneur stuff. And it's going against what your parents kind of told you go for the safety net and that how have they felt with you jumping in through multiple businesses being built with uh, Nikita? I think that uh, they see what uh, we have achieved and they're proud of us. But sometimes even uh, I think uh, after this world situation and about our location, our some issues with these uh, countries, uh, and new project, uh, they again ask me, maybe if my brain want to to get your family in safe. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how how they think. Uh, maybe it's like an old uh, old formation. Maybe in some way that they want that uh, somebody can take care of you. Not. Mm-hmm. It's strange for us, for for I think for our generation, but they think that's. It will okay, and they can offer you some different ways. You can do this one, this one, but uh, uh, I, I think uh, they can't even now imagine what we do. Really, yeah, it's really hard actually to explain to you. Every time I I say what I say what what I do, I think that uh, uh, she thinks my mother that I'm blogger, and that's all. <laughs> <laughs> I make pictures of my daughter on the horse, and that's my job. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's basically part of the, of the global brand awareness that you. Yeah, yeah, and that's again. She asked me. Uh, so, and when you move to USA, and why? And you just again, again. I say, okay, let's move to another, <laughs> to, to another, to another theme. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, yeah, it, it's of course your parents when you're entrepreneurs when you go into this entrepreneurial world your parents are worried about you because they just want you to be safe, like yeah. whatever it is. Exactly. And entrepreneurship when you're first starting is not that safe because you're making the biggest mistakes possible because you've you're yeah. learning. Um, I'm I'm curious, what are some of the mistakes or one of the bigger mistakes that you learned or from your podcast, the fuck ups from mm-hmm. our, yeah the fuck ups right, yeah. Um, that you've learned from other amazing entrepreneurs that you've been able to talk to, like some of the lessons that you learned from their mess mistakes or some of that you learned. Um, well, I would say, well, Tina, let's hear from you. <laughs> let's, right. let's hear what, what you would want to I say. I just remember this, the most cheapest thing that I do the most, uh, it's like, it's like detector. That I make for my light detector. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. All right. So if you don't guys can't see, they're both ro- like nearly rolling on the floor, laughing over this lie detector. I'm really interested in this. This is a story oh. that I want to hear about. What is this lie detector? Oh, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I even don't remember that. Like, <laughs> I remember that it is soulful. And uh, uh, some uh, someday uh, we lost our computer uh, laptop, and uh, it was uh, my assistant had had this uh, Apple laptop, and this disappeared, and we didn't know who took it. Maybe some uh, people who just go through our office, and uh, I think, oh, I know how I will solve this. <laughs> this, this issue and I took a man and he just came with his case and we just took uh, uh, one person that uh, we just uh, have an idea that she might took because uh, she didn't have a laptop <laughs> I see and there was an investigation made you see? Oh, yeah. it was an investigation and when she said that um, oh shit didn't took it and uh, lie detector just noticed some noticed some irregularities some, yeah, but 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 the, the worst thing that in the end of this uh, process that he didn't tell me if she took it oh no i don't <laughs> know so yeah, we just, it was we so just uh, uh, took her in this uh, awful situation and and no result. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I think we, we were uh, 25, yeah? Yeah, maybe we were 25. But, like, working yeah. with those people afterwards, after that case happened, like, sitting in the very same place and just normally yeah. discussing whatever business you're making. Mm. I don't I don't know what they think about cringe. me. I don't know. That, uh, that is interesting. Wow. That was not the biggest fuck up, though. Like, that was the most cringy one. <laughs> yeah, that's a cringeworthy one. Oh, the, the culture was very much shifted that day um, in the business. I can guarantee you that. Wow. So, oh, shit. From a missing. A, a missing laptop we've gotten yeah. a lie detector test and then an awkward situation afterwards yeah exactly the biggest fuck up though i would say like so the challenge app was uh suspended from the app store in 2020 when we became number four uh on the app store uh and um like that case was a great learning because it teaches you that you don't have to you have to be in control of your revenue and you don't have to build your business the way that so someone could cut off your revenue stream and you will simply die which which happened to us and that's the biggest fuck out because that cost us like a 15 million dollar company damn that, that yeah, that's that was, a painful mess up but yeah. very educational too because you learned like don't let other people be in control of the revenue stream always have your way of but i don't know like I, that case that that case really can be solved uh because that applies to all businesses that rely on their apps mm -hmm. as revenue sources so if you're but like the, the the problem is bigger like i'm gonna tell like if you don't mind it i'm gonna share you, that you story. are free to preach oh, right. sir on their, your pulpit sir this is your show um you're educating the entrepreneurs of tomorrow so you're helping them rely, uh, not make the same mistakes or have the same issues you face. So please yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So the story was that um, we did great. Challenge app was uh, amazing. We gave opportunity to a lot of people to 
uh, earn um, a couple of um, a couple of dollars using their talent. That was um, very helpful. We started doing uh, we started getting the uh, growth to, uh, the hockey stick growth, and um, uh, we even raised capital um, Series A. Um, and at the same moment, I got a call from Apple saying, hey, we're actually removing you next week. Bye. All right. So uh, why, why don't you tell me what, what is wrong exactly? They were going like, hey, we, we, so when you signed with Apple, Apple Developer Program, there was a, par a paragraph, a term that allows Apple at its sole discretion, remove any of your products without any notice and any uh, particular reason. So they love Apple. Uh, yeah, that, well, that, that applies to Google as well. Oh, Google has it. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. So um, uh, we had no idea what to like, what imagine you are in that type of situation, what exactly would you do? Because like, you have the team, you have to feed a lot of families, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> So we started iterating, we started changing something in our product so that we would be fine, but like we had no idea what exactly to change. And we, we iterated and iterated every week, but every build that we were sending uh, to Apple was rejected instantly. And like we spent three months in that, three months in that and it, somewhere in between, they gave us a little hint that apparently Apple doesn't allow any apps that have user-generated content in it. I'm 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 just going to jump in here and say I think you might have a question, right? I have a, I have a few. There's a few apps. Um, some of them are big. Uh, yeah. That that just I know like, one, right? Just just one. I know of one um, oh. that just generally uses user-generated content or yeah so uh, i i gave them the very same projects yeah yeah you can discuss another projects because we will talk with you only about your project <laughs> and that's a protocol you can't really discuss other apps um well so unfortunately there was uh, nothing we could do um so uh we um i have this friend who has a friend who has a friend and that last guy invented app store review uh so i got intro to that guy and like he's a a, a great a great person uh he was actually um doing it for i don't know how many years a lot of years he was working with steve jobs um he's back from that old team the guy uh, scaled App Store review from four team members up to four hundred team members. So, like the he's the, a he's a good guy to have in your pocket or on your <laughs> yeah. on speed dial if you need when it comes to the App Store <laughs> exactly. or life in general. Exactly, but like that was that was our last our 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 last exodus, so to speak. Um, so I got entered to the guy, he reviewed our app. He said, Nikita, personally, I don't have any issues with your app. Uh, the story sounds a bit off. Um, sounds a bit like a bullshit, right? Just a tiny bit. It kind of sounds, smells, it more smells like it than sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if it sounds like it, if it looks like it, and if it smells like it, probably it is. 
Yeah, Microsoft's famous duck uh, <laughs> analogy. Yeah. If it sounds like a duck, walks like a duck, it's got to be a duck, right? Exactly. So um, uh, he says, sounds like an easy case. I will, I will definitely help you. Uh, so he reached out to Tim Cook and Phil Schiller. He asked them if, um, if our app can be put back. And um, in, um, in, un, in an un, unpleasant form, they said that it's not possible. Um, they didn't specify the reason, but they told that it's not happening. No way it's happening. So I got that um, message and um, like next day we're firing our 13, 30, 13, 13 people of our team. Did you uh, mention uh, uh, you just got this call while during you just talking with an investor? Yeah, yeah, that was at the moment while we were raising our Series A. So oh we were getting God. commitments for um, $3 million Series A. We actually made it um, and we had to put off all the deals. Um, and that was a, another cringy moment because like, a week ago, you were pitching like, hey, we're doing this amazing business. We're doing great. We're actually operationally profitable. We're growing like how, like, like 20, 30, 40%. Four on the app store. Everything's going great. Yeah. And the next week, you're like, by the way, here's yeah. your money back. We're shutting the doors. Mm -hmm. That was a. Uh... That was, like no one would understand actually what was what was happening, and uh, they were asking me the same the same questions all the time, and I'm I'm just I just keep, up until today I keep telling the very same story. Um, that's uh, that's, that's that feels weird to be honest. Anyways, we we like that's how it ended. Uh, no one wants to invest in a company that was suspended from the app store because that doesn't give you any doors and any ways to scale anymore, mm -hmm. right? Like someone would say, hey, why would you like you were on Google, right? Why couldn't you do like that's a that's a case. They already had that on Apple. What's the chance they won't repeat that mm -hmm. on the other store, right? Doesn't make sense. For whatever reason. That is for whatever reason, because like, like the problem is that they have no transparency in their guidebook or, or, or no. rules or whatever they call it. And they can typically apply whatever they typically apply whatever rules to whatever companies, but like uh, if you're not too big to fail or too too big to sort of have this media massive, coverage. Yeah, a massive fight with them in the news. Yeah, so that happened with Epic Games, with Fortnite. That happened with TikTok back in 2020. There was a huge like idea of it's, that. It's still going now, going now about because of the, the security concerns yeah. that there are. Because but like American citizens' data was transferred to, to China, China yeah. and they were not uncomfortable about this. And we we're trying to remember it, but like even like that sounds right, right? Because yeah, that, that sounds like a legitimate reason to remove an app okay. off of it. It's like you're stealing data. You're just creating content mm -hmm. for people to get paid for doing amazing stuff, like either completing challenges or whatever they're doing on the app. And then yeah. Apple was just like, yeah, no, no user generated, but we have YouTube over here, but we don't talk yeah. about YouTube. We don't talk about Facebook, exactly. Instagram, TikTok, or 90% of the social media apps that are out there. Exactly. And that's the problem, I think. And that's why we've, uh, like, we were invited to join a coalition for app fairness 
that was uh, founded by um, Epic Games, Spotify, Tinder, Proton Mail, and other oh, amazing companies. So we joined forces with them. And um, like one of the achievements was that we were actually made to force Apple to cut down their 30% tax down to 15% for small right. developers who earn less than a million dollars a year. That was like at least like uh, 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 someone had to die in order for that to happen. So hey, look, I'm. It sucks that your app was on on a meteoric rise and got <laughs> sh- got shuttered by Apple. But from the darkness of that, you guys helped change the industry. Helped change the fact that Apple is a, a monopoly. Yeah. Like it's an ol- oligopoly with apple and uh google controlling the market with phones and the the app stores and that and so people like these your story is probably one of a hundred that have happened either on the apple store or on google store where they're not fully transparent yeah and we were like um you're you're either too small for them to care or you're too big to fail we were somewhere in the middle so we weren't able to like leverage that media uh, that some other companies did or um, like do anything else. So we, we, I think we did the best out of this situation. I, I think you guys did amazing because you were able to, you even went to the head honcho. You were able to talk to the head honchos of the company and they were like, no. Then you're like, okay, what's the next step? Well, you teamed up with uh an organization epic because they were having their own battle with both google and apple about having to pay additional charges on their their games and you were able to change the market you were able to take on goliath and you know to change it for smoke goliath (laughs) you were hey you you made them uncomfortable for a bit and that's a big thing especially for a company like apple you made them you hit them where it hurts they 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 felt it and now maybe they're going to be more mindful because they're like if we outnumber them all the small companies outnumber the big guy and so they have to remember that because we have to give them we we are like the companies entrepreneurs that put the apps out there if we take our apps off they have nothing to give yeah the problem Listen, I don't have any idea how to change that industry since that's a duopoly because there are so many developers who rely on their apps as as their main revenue source. And there's nothing you can do about this because everyone uses their phones Mm -hmm. and like everyone talks about decentralization, this Web3 thing. All right, fine. But how do you how do you do like that mass adoption everyone's telling, right? Everyone's talking about D apps being launched to App Store and Google. App Store and Google D apps. That doesn't make sense. Hello, everybody. Doesn't make sense. Those are not decentralized platforms. They can delete your decentralized apps. Mm-hmm. Um, that just you know that pisses me off a little bit. Um, so I, I don't really have any solution. Uh, like they, those guys build amazing platforms. Amazing phones, amazing stores, whatever. You use it. You know it. The problem is they're in power. So they can like they can uh, uh, do whatever they want with their with, with your apps or with your products that you launch on their stores. And that's their right because they're private companies, like they're public companies, but like they they're have so their own private. Rules. They're they're private. You you have yeah. to purchase into to become a uh, owner of the company. Yeah. They're for sale publicly, but 
you can't make the decisions until you buy into the company. Yeah, there are just a small group of people who are making those decisions. And uh, um, the, the, the thing is that until there's proper regulation, until, you know, governments can actually make them do less and, and force other developers, um, you know, uh, stick to their guidelines or at least regulate their guidelines. I mean, that's, or be that transparent would, that would be, or at least be transparent. That would be a huge issue. Well, what's great is, and this is a, a nice little full circle with your, with your company. Hey, everyone, you can <clears throat> companies that are looking to disrupt the game who don't know anything about sending investor updates or how to keep their investors happy. They can use your product and you never know. Maybe one of the companies that use your products will be the one that changes the game and makes it so that someone who makes it the next challenge app doesn't have to worry about getting kicked off from some very vague guideline. That's a paragraph. That's like super small, deep inside the contract that says, Hey, if we don't like your contact, we can kick you off for whatever reason. Hopefully that happens. I mean, we're very like after that happened, we started, you know, being very feeling very vulnerable to other entrepreneurs. And we started being very um, started having this empathy towards other entrepreneurs because we've been through a lot of shit and we kind of feel the pain. So we want to help. Like, what's the best way to help? Like, you make the product that actually helps other people, helps other entrepreneurs. And we believe that we're building something that um, will be of value. Oh, I, I already know it is of value because uh, talking with entrepreneurs and and just not even me being at that stage where I need to go get any investments, I can understand, like, if this can solve 90% of the problems just for writing and keeping everyone updated so they're not on my back, it's an amazing tool. Yeah, you actually have like if you're doing proper like the the, the problem with uh, founders is that they don't have time to update their potential investors. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Uh, like they treat investor investor updates as a tool for their current investors. And when they start fundraising, they just run around the market and throw decks at their investors like, hey, my company is amazing. You should give me money. No, that's not the best way to do it. You you have to build that relationship with your investor. That's like, because like, do you know how, <laughs> that's actually funny. Do you know what's um, uh, an average um, uh, uh, lifespan of a marriage in America? Isn't it like 10 years now or something like ridiculously short? <clears throat> it's seven years. Seven years. Yeah. And uh, do you know what's an average lifespan of um, a startup and investor? I want to say seven years. It's 10 years. Oh, it's 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> I had them reversed. I had them reversed, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, like three years longer than a normal marriage. So you just, like, when you want to get married, you just don't run around the street and, and <laughs> grab a random girl and say, hey, marry me right now. Right? You're not doing it. Is that how you guys, is that how it worked for you guys? Yeah, but that worked for us. I mean, like. <laughs> you guys are just the exception to the rule, of course. <laughs> no, we met at school. Um, we've been together ever since. I mean, no, uh, like you have to, you have to build those relationships, right? You have to treat them the way that you would treat your husband or wife. So once you, but like people ask me, how do you build those? That's very simple. 
you don't throw decks at your investors. You say, hey, do you want me to update you on our progress? I'm not asking. Like, I'm just giving. You have to build that giving mentality before it's, asking anything. And I love it. It's it's very, it's the new economy of the world. It's the giving that. economy. It's, it's the giving economy, right? And like, that's how the, the universe works. Like it's it's balanced between giving and, and, and taking. Yeah. So anyways, you just, you just ask that simple question then there would be no investor who would say, no, I don't want. Everyone wants those updates. And once you start doing that and you, you're being consistent enough, like imagine who would get who would get funding a person who just came in there with a with a beautiful deck or a person that they know for the last for the last six months they know their metrics they know their progress they know where they had what they're headed I, I mean the, the the answer seems obvious to me oh it's 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 very clear cut who I would who I would give my money to someone who's taking the time to show me like hey look at the progress we're making from our business or I'm keeping you updated. Here are the things I'm always available versus someone I just met here, have a pretty deck. And it just tells yeah. me, I don't know if this is true. I, I, this is the first time versus I've been getting months worth of data from this company and I know it's going to be worthwhile. Um, yeah, it, it goes without saying who I'd probably invest with. Um, we are coming to the end and I hate this cause I'm having such a fun time talking with you guys. I'm definitely going to have you guys back on until about the next, the next big stage where you guys are like number one on the app store. Wait, no, you guys aren't on the app store. No, like, no app screw the app store. <laughs> we don't trust them anymore. I forgot about that. No, you guys are going to be, it's going to be massive. I can't wait. Uh, the next time you guys are on, I, I want to hear about all the great stuff that are coming. Cause you guys are just doing your, you're doing a round of, uh, funding now right or you just finished around no we haven't raised so far okay. so uh, the, the plan is we're launching our product we're, we're getting some traction and we're raising funds afterwards there we go okay well definitely going to be sending this out to all my you know, entrepreneur friends to show them that like hey if you have a business that needs some investing here's a great thing for yeah. you um before we end i have my one question the spark question to spark conversations in the world from yes theory and seek discomfort um, who are your role models? Uh, Tina, you start first. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tina's frozen. Yeah, oh, I like... know her answer. I, I actually know what she's going to say, but she kind of, uh, she looks a little frozen right now. Right. So we're good. Oh, she, it must be the internet uh, disconnected. It's all right. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer for Tina. There uh, we go. So she, um, She's really inspired by Gary Vee, as like millions of other people. Um, me personally, I'm inspired by uh, Pavel Durov. Interesting. Why are you in? Why? Why is Pavel? Pavel? Uh, I can't even pronounce his last name. I'm not going to attempt. We, we can say Pasha. Pasha is Pasha. Why? Why does Pasha uh, is a role model of yours? Well, um, he's a ninja. Um, Tina's back. Tina's back. Tina. Tina, so, I, I just said that your role model is Gary V. Is that right? Uh, Do you hear that? it? I just yeah. said that your role model is Gary V. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Gary uh, way how I see uh, how how can he talk to people it's okay i don't know him personally maybe some 
uh, not good things there. <laughs> in the persona of he, what he presents to the public, we'll go with that. Because um, the question was, who, who is your role model? Uh, yeah, I, I like him. There we go. Yeah, to me, it's Pavel um, Pasha Durov because uh, the guy's the ninja. He like is 100% into the product, into building features. Uh, he's not into building the hype, although he does that great. Uh, but he, what, whatever products he builds, they're just amazing. Like you take VK, that was like one of the most tech advanced platforms, even given the fact that Facebook existed already. Um, you take Telegram, you take Fragment, you take Teletype, you like whatever you take ton right um whatever those platforms are both brothers uh durov brothers and nikolai and pavel they're just you know kudos to them thank you thank you for for uh for existing <laughs> i'm definitely going to be checking out i knew about telegram i didn't know that the, they were the creators of it so i'm definitely going to check out more of their stuff and learn more about them and maybe get them on the podcast hopefully uh one day there's no way they like like i mean those are ninjas right <clears throat> they're not doing interviews they're not doing podcasts they're not doing youtube shows or anything well there's they're, my they're, challenge then from the challenge yeah, you, what you can do actually you can create a telegram channel grow your podcast on your telegram channel and maybe you you can get him on Telegram because the guy loves to be uh, uh, present on only on his own platforms. Smart, smart man, smart, smart man. Get people to come over to your platform so that they to interact with you. It's a genius way. Um, Nikita, Tina, I'm going to jump off the screen here. I'm going to let you guys have the last little bit. Tell us where we can come find you guys, how we can support you guys, and how we can get in touch with you for uh, heyeveryone.io. So the floor is yours. Uh, all right. So it's not actually a, a, a rocket, rocket science because you do have the, the name of the website in our name tag. It's heyeveryone.io. Uh, you can reach out to us on LinkedIn. It's Nikita Blong and Tina Blong. Please uh, come say hello. We're always open, always happy to have you. If you can leverage your investor updates, and if you want to leverage your investor updates, we're happy to give you a tool that does that amazing job. And yeah, just uh, just come yeah, say hi. Be, yeah, we will be really uh, glad to see you. Oh, welcome. Uh, yes. Awesome. So everybody who are listening here, I want to give a great thank you to both Nikita and Tina Blanc for being on the show, sharing their journey, telling us about how uh, the challenge app got kicked off, but it inspired them to grow another business even bigger. Um, guys, I can't thank you enough for being on the show and sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. You, you did an amazing job. It was amazing talking to you. We had a lot of fun and hopefully we can do it soon sometime. Yes, for sure. And next time in person so that we can actually meet in person. Ladies and gentlemen, my audience, you guys are amazing. Thank you again for listening. The show notes will have all the links to connect with Nikita and Tina. And again, remember to always invest in yourself.